Hey, welcome to this week's episode. This week's episode is about spearfishing and this is something I want to do or look into for quite some time. Okay, so I had a chat with Maxime or as um, you might know him on Instagram, the Frenchman. This is such a different episode. I wanted to know more about spearfishing, how you could get into it. So that's what this episode is. Um, before we delve in, just don't forget to subscribe, hit the little bell button for more interesting um, stuff like this. So, without further ado, let's hear what you have to say. All right, I'm, I'm, uh, I am Maxim Blondel, and uh, I live in the UK since 2014. And I'm uh, I'm from France, uh, the south uh, east coast on the Med, uh, near Toulon. Um, yeah, I grew up there uh, by the sea, <laughs> and uh, that's that's where the spearfishing come from. <laughs> Why the UK? Why obviously the south of France has got to be a lot warmer than what the UK is. Oh, the lady. <laughs> My wife is British, so. Uh. <laughs> but uh, but uh, I can't I can't complain. Then you got much more fish, or at least easier to catch than uh, in the med. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes, definitely. What, why is that? Well, I really think um, the, the the weather is the best uh, protection for the fish. So basically, you don't have anyone out spearfishing, uh, putting pressure on the fish during the winter time, or very little. So the fish has the time to rest, he has the time to recover. Um, when, when in the south of France, we're diving probably 220 days a year. So, and, and when I say diving, like uh, some areas you can find like probably 10, day, 10 divers a day on the same spot. So, so yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah, the, the, a lot of people, isn't it? They, yeah, yeah, there's there's some spots, you know, like uh, I have story where we left home at three a.m. do the to the do the drive on the boats to the spots and wait until the the legal time because we're not now like in the UK we're not allowed to dive at night, so yeah. we need to wait for the sunrise. So so sitting on the boats and waiting to be the first on the spot to be sure we are the first on the spot. So. You do the drive at night, during the night, sit there, put your anchor in and wait until the light is allowing you to go in. So, so yeah, it's, it can be very intense. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so basically, yeah, less pressure on the fish. Um, so fish is a bit easier, a bit shallower as well. Um, is a is spearfishing thing a big thing in the UK or is it getting bigger? Is it new to me? Oh, it's definitely... It's definitely growing. Eh? Uh, it's not big. I won't say that. You know, it's not big. Uh, there's about four thousand people on that uh, uh, Facebook page. So, which is which is not not much. Probably, if you look at some uh, Spanish, Italian, or French French pages, you probably have like more than ten thousand people. Or really? uh, even the fed, just the federation in France, we got three spearfishing federations. So, just talk for itself. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so, so it's it's really uh, it's it's very marginal in in the UK, which is not a bad thing in one in some ways. It's not a bad thing, 
um, but it's definitely growing. More interest, people are a bit more interested to to source their food to to understand where they come from and not just uh, go to the shop and uh, buy a such and such a fish without knowing what it is, where it come from, and uh, fresh always tastes better, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. When you definitely. grow it or, or or catch it or whatever, it always tastes better fresh. So how? Yeah, did, they definitely. How did you get into it? How how did, obviously you grew up by the sea, but um, I didn't automatically get you into the, to the fishing. So how did that come about? Uh, so the the fishing come from um, my you know in in the family we always had boats and stuff. So I spent all my summer time, all my holidays on the sea and my granddad uh, my my father my uncles even my mom but was doing some spearfishing um so i grew i grew up with that around me and uh, you know i was this little boy like sitting on the rock and just waiting for my dad as well to come back from his fishing and just uh, jumping on him when he was coming out of the water and uh, and just checking all the, all the catch you know so, uh, and <laughs> yeah. some memories uh, same, and then you're going to same for me you know di- different circumstances but same for me you know the same I, my dad was is, is a gamekeeper and it was a case of when he comes back and helping him with you know whatever he's been if he shot rabbits or whatever else it'd be mucking about the rabbits and bits and pieces so it's funny how the bugs oh yeah, start, yeah. oh uh, yeah you need you need to have somebody, somebody showing you so um but I've been lucky to start. I've been shown early. Yeah. Um, so, uh, what was I going to say? Um, where, where have you... I remember, I remember I messaged you before because I was wanting to go out to come with you spearfishing. That's a plan next year. Yes. Fingers crossed. Where... Okay. And you said to me on the phone that you had a project coming up and, you wouldn't, and so you might have had some late spots and didn't... Obviously, the project came off because late spots didn't come up um where has where has it taken you the species um for fishing or, or or just in general really i suppose the diving and and the love for the um for the sea, I I so so yeah my my, my spearfishing adventure is, took me quite a few different places um i went from panama uh, on the pacific side um i've done um the Pacific the Indian Ocean, on the South African side, and also on the Australian side. Uh, I did some uh, Pacific side of uh, um, New Zealand, uh, and uh, a bit of uh, uh, oh, Dubai. I don't know, a little bit of in Dubai uh, with uh, Corey. Um, yeah, and a lot of the med. Where do you like? Where do you like going the most? I think any. Um, any place has his uh, own challenge and uh, and his own uh, rewards as well. So, um, you know, like uh, in in the med, the med is uh, very re- rewarding when you get something. But all the places you're gonna you're gonna have to learn a new technique or maybe not a technique, but a new fish behaviors uh, before to be able to catch them. It's not always too easy. So um that's the that's the reward the reward is more like in uh, improving and learning something um rather than just catching the fish um i went i went spearfishing with uh spiros way way better than me and uh and i learned from the day with i spent with 
with them. So it's really, you know, um, is is drifting. I was um, thinking one in particular uh, in in South Africa. He had a drifting technique over reef. It was amazing. Uh, it, I'd never seen somebody putting his boat in such a precise way over the drift and over the reef. Uh, every single drift we done. So, yeah, um, it's 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 a learning curve. Is 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 you know is is slowing down. It's slowing down uh, as you, you you spend more time and more years of doing it, but uh, but definitely it's still something to learn from other peers. Yeah, um, do you that's you do it for a living now, don't you? Is that what you do for a living now? Um, I'm doing it or uh, for a living. It's not really for a living. Um, <laughs> it just. Uh, just a kind of covering my uh, my uh, the cost of the running oh, okay. of the boat and stuff like that. But uh, no, no, my my prime primary job is uh, I'm a I'm a nurse, and I'm doing some uh, medic work for TV shows in general. Uh, when when we go abroad and stuff like that, so okay. to do the medic medic support, and but normally that uh, that work is occupying me from I would say end of October to end of April. And after that, I'm home. So, and uh, and the demand is there for people to want who wants to learn. So, I say like three years ago now, uh, I had my first clients, and uh, and slowly it, it grew up. So I went from three clients on the first year to nine uh, last year, and this year almost I think I did almost forty forty two. Wow. So. So it's not 42 courses, but uh, because some people came with two, you know, couple, uh, like mates and stuff. So uh, it's about 22 or 23 courses this year. I know my brother-in-law wants to come down with me when I, when I come. <laughs> okay. He's, he's well into, we, we, me and him, done. we went to Greece, obviously not this last year, but the, the year before. And um, done a lot of snorkeling and mucking about. They couldn't, they couldn't keep us out of the water, really. So, um, <laughs> it's not a bad place to snorkel. No. Very tricky place to spearfish, Greece, but a uh, very, very good place to snorkel. Uh, I have to say, snorkeling-wise, one of the best places I've been is Egypt. Uh, oh, the Red Sea? Yeah. The Red Sea site, yeah. Uh, yeah, really, really good. Um, my, my stepdad, uh, who I worked with my mum, my, my, my stepdad, they actually reckoned, he reckoned that he'd done the Great Barrier Reef and he's seen, he saw more sort of more variety of fish and bits and pieces we were in Egypt and he did actually on the Great Barrier Reef okay um, he said he enjoyed I, don't, I, I don't know I haven't done none of them so. <laughs> um, well actually that comes to my next question um, is there anywhere you want to go and do it is there a place on the bucket list where you haven't been and want to go um, I'm, I'm really hoping to go Madagascar um, and then you know any any place, even like I know there is some place in the US where they got this uh, striped bass, um, um, or some nice uh, lugeon uh, in the in the in the west coast of Africa, or or going back to Australia, but more uh, for doing I don't know some more like uh, um, dog tooth tuners and you know a, a bit of challenge. Even the North Sea, uh, a bit more North Sea for a large, large cod, maybe uh, a little bit as well. Um, yeah, there's, the bucket list is uh, endless. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, I can imagine. I just imagine it's fair contagious as well, isn't it? You know, you go one place and you want to just sort of keep bumping uh, yeah. to the next. Yeah, I'm trying when I, I'm traveling a lot for work and um, trying to always get the, at least a deep in uh, if I can, if I have the time. Yeah. Um, so, what are the laws about doing it? Is there is there any laws? Where in the oh, UK? In, in, the in France? UK, yeah, in the UK. Um, so the the regulation is uh, is uh, evolving because like so I, I arrived in the UK in 2014 like I was saying and um, when we were 2014 you were allowed to catch as much bass you wanted and then the year after they went down to five and then three and then none and then finally back to one and then two this year okay so it's been a that's that's the 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 catch the the catch the bylaws is changing on regular regular basis. Um, there is no limitation in age apparently. Um, the BSA is is not having members members younger than fourteen, but uh, you can be fourteen in spearfish. and nothing uh, who, who uh, prohibits that. Um, from what I I, I got, uh, I don't see there is no 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 uh, yeah no regulation. Um, you don't even need an insurance. You don't, you know, you don't, have, you don't need much. Uh, but just, just uh, most of the things are more like sen- to be sensible. It's just, uh, you know, uh, when uh, when in France the regulation is way stricter. Uh, it's uh, you need to be sixteen or or over to be a fish. Uh, you need to, you know, to load the torch even at uh, in during daylight when in the UK you are allowed to. Um, yeah, the, the yeah the regulation is a bit uh, a bit harder in 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 France in general. UK is quite not, but also it's because probably the community is too small uh, for for now, so it doesn't give a big concern to the to the local authorities. Uh, um, maybe if we grow bigger, uh, maybe we'll have a bit more uh, uh, laws being put in place uh, to regulate the activity. But so far, it's uh, it's quite. Uh, it's quite nice and relaxing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what you want in life, isn't it? You don't need, you don't need too much stress and hassle. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, uh, the, um, probably the <laughs> the most uh, stressful things is having uh, uh, other boat users don't, who don't know what the dive flag is and uh, just using it, uh, u- using your float as a, as a mark to do loops around. So that's probably the best. The, the things we should work. Um, old spiros and uh, you know all these ria centers and 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 stuff like that um, to educate people that uh, uh, there is a diver underneath and uh, and your boat is as bad as a car on the road you can kill someone so so please just stay away or very slow down when you see a mark um, so so yeah that's uh, that's probably the the main the main things to work on. It's funny you should mention the, 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 the bad driving, as it were. I was going to say, what, the, what are the actual dangers of this? What, you know, everyone has their, you know, you go shooting, you can get shot and various bits and pieces. But obviously, I think swimming, you know, sick, you know, drowning and whatever else. But what else is the problem you face? In, in spearfishing, well, you can face, um, like, a, so if you do shore dive, Saying you do shore dive, we're not going to talk about the failure of the boat. So just a shore dive. Um, the the first thing you may you may face is is a way a strong tide 
or strong swell, uh, you not being able to come back to shore, that's probably what's, what's the, the, the risk. Um, or the failure of your body in what in the way yeah, you're gonna you're gonna get cramp because you you've been uh, you've been drinking too much the few nights before or not hydrated probably or yeah this this kind of stuff and after you got the gear problem getting tangled uh, with your online or getting tangled into a, like a net or a piece of uh, old line uh, that you didn't see and you get tangled into it. Um, so that and what what uh, yeah and then after yeah boat some the boat users so something from outside that is very tricky to control the the, the rest you can try to work out you know you, you don't want to have cramps and stuff like that so maybe you're going to prepare your day before by resting properly uh, hydrating properly and then the um, your equipment. You're gonna you're gonna make clear your equipment. Check double check your equipment. So, so that's it. All on. I would say it's all on you. Checking the weather as well. So and uh, not jumping uh, somewhere randomly without knowing. Okay, the tide's going that way or that way. But uh, but the, the 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 factor is outside of your control. Is uh, all the other boat users. And you know you don't you don't know what they're gonna do. You don't know if they know what the flag is. You, yeah, you don't know even know if they're looking at the sea. How many times you you see you see boats where 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 the dri the driver is there, but but when the boat is going, the boat is like that, and uh, there is a, like a blank uh, <laughs> a blind angle just in front of the boat. And you say, oh, oh, do you see what's coming in front of you when uh, when you got the, the the nose of the boat all the way up? So, so yeah, so um, yeah, there is risk. There is definitely risk. And after you got the risk of blackout, which is a uh, that a lot of people heard about already, but unfortunately, um, but I would say it happened more to experienced Spiro than than uh, than young Spiros quite young in uh, in their experience um so yeah yeah um so the spear gun itself is there any laws on that like me i've got a cabinet downstairs full of firearms i've got um you know i've got to have certificates and licenses and god knows what else to keep them what how does yes. that work for you for for us so far uh and is that is all around well, i would all the place I went, basically, I would say, I, I'm not going to say all around the world, but to all the place I went, uh, Spiergen, there is absolutely no regulation on having a paper, uh, a ownership paper or something like that. Uh, is you can, you can just walk in and buy one uh, and walk out of the shop. But like buying an air rifle? Yeah, bas basically, yeah. Wow, amazing, isn't it? Do they... Um... I suppose it's I suppose it's compressed air, isn't it? It's how they work. I never looked, never looked, never never looked at. I never looked at one. To be honest. To to what? What do you mean? To fire to fire the the spear. Is it compressed? So the spear. Air? The sp so, so the spear gun. You got two. Yeah. Um, yeah, basically two type of spear gun. It's bands or uh, compressed air. Okay. Um, so the bands is basically uh, like a bungee. That you're gonna come and hook on the on the on the back of the spear, yeah. and then when you trigger that bungee, pu pu uh, push the the spear out. 
or you got the compressed air where you have a chamber inside the barrel of the of the spear gun and you're going to compress it when you push the spear back in um so that's one of the 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 compressed air one and then it's some countries so in france is uh, illegal i'm not sure about the uk about this one um there's some countries the us example that you can have like a like the air rifle with a, a compressed uh, bottle, uh, air, air bottle, yeah. uh, to to clamp at the back, so you can. It's very easy to reload, and then you switch on and then you fire. Okay, and that's the sort of thing I had in. That's the sort of thing I had in mind. So that's that's. Uh, I'm not. I'm not even sure. I don't think in the UK you load them, uh, or in Europe in general. Yeah. Um, but in the US, I know they some some areas they have them. Um, when in France and probably the UK as well, which you should be, I don't, I don't really know that because it's not the kind of stuff I, I use anyway, yeah. but the, your, your spear gun must be loaded by your own force. So the limitation of the power of your spear gun is your own power of an ability to load it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why we're not allowed these compressed gas, uh, bottles, because you can put the spear in very easily and this is just a small switch when yeah. the band is going to be you pulling on the band to hook them on the back of the spear. Yep, I'm with you. So, I didn't, didn't know that at all. That's uh, a big learning curve. And then <laughs> the actual last question I've got down here is, um, so if someone wanted to get into doing it, because it, it's obviously, it, you know, like you said, it's, it's sort of grown in the UK, what is yes. the, what is the right way to, to to get into it as it was? So, it, so I would I would say uh, there's there's a bit like a uh, two or three steps. The first step is to uh, are you confident in the water? Because if not, you're going to have to learn to be confident. And um, I would say before jumping in the water in the sea during the summertime, maybe over the winter. Um, you could practice underwater hockey or you could at least do sweep, swimming, um, fin swimming with mask and snorkel, this kind of stuff to, to learn to breathe through a snorkel, to learn to breathe, to go up and down, you know, to, to get your confidence in the water. So that's, so that's the first step. So if you are already kind of that uh, confidence and ease in the water, um, then after spending some time without a spear gun in the hand, but just apprehending the, the 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 sea so you've been training in the pool that's nice it's warm it's flat there is no belt there is no wetsuit so now you got your wetsuit you got your weight belt on go and just have the swim enjoy your time in the water discover the ground you know uh, in shallow first and then try to go slightly deeper but not pushing too much to get your you know the the seaweed moving the tide is pushing you maybe the swell you know uk flat flat days there's not that many so uh, so it's going to be always a bit swelly so playing with that getting all these elements integrated into your dive and then after that yeah let's go and start spearfishing and then just start simple you need a well, one of, one word, one, one advice I would give is um, people you see rollers, different guns, long gun, no, just go for something very basic. Uh, don't worry about uh, 
the look of them, just basic and efficient. That's all you need. Um, without forgetting your own safety as well. But uh, and then after you go, you can go if you want a good uh, head start. Um, I would say going on to a course uh, is, is is could be one of the key to give you a good head start. Um, I can I can say like an example. This summer I had a had a gentleman coming. Uh, never dived much before, uh, barely snorkeled, um, and I spent the day with him, and we worked on his confidence in the water. And now he's sending he's sending pictures or posting pictures um, on on Facebook and social medias uh, of him catching his fish, his own fish. So, um, wow. but he managed he managed to 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 grow from like a ten second breathful because erratic in his movements, uh, stressed, uh, you know, agitated in general. And then we learned, we, I taught him how to calm down. And without the spear gun, he didn't have the spear gun for the whole day, but uh, he learned that and he ended up with doing a, a small minute, a minute, I would say, not, it's not small, it's a minute, um, a minute breath hold in eight meters of water, being relaxed and and he, you know, and he went back, and now he's, he's still diving. He's been diving after the, the course. He's been diving every every week, um, wow. and really enjoying his dive. Uh, so, so, and probably if if he didn't do the course and learn by himself, uh, I will be still struggling. I'm not saying he wouldn't have catch any fish this summer, but he will be probably struggling with his confidence. Yeah, he will have built up, but less less quick less quicker oh wow um so yeah what um what would you like what do you like fishing for is there anything you particularly like going after uh, i suppose boy. everything works differently doesn't it like 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 for us you know deer are a lot sharper than rabbits or whatever else and everyone's got their sort of thing is there a particular species of, of, of fish you like to get after or are you just happy just to get out and see what you get um, well, we we most mostly most of the time we 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 targeting uh, bass pollock, but uh, like this year I've done a, an open competition. Um, we was run by the shop in Ireland, uh, Subencast, and um, it just pushed me uh, to 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 go and look for other fish that are not not normally hunt like a trigger fish. Um, so. It's just yeah, just a, a bit more uh, another challenge, and uh, it's interesting also to have to adapt and uh, to find the right fish. Um, yeah, but m mostly we do. I do uh, boat dives and um, and uh, offshore reef pinnacles. Um, so the life around these these kind of uh, areas. So they are more. Um, they are more uh, like uh, yeah, bass, pollock. Uh, at the moment, we find some cold fish as well. Uh, what we have? Uh, some cod. Uh, we, we tr we're starting to find some uh, cod spots down Devon, Cornwall. Um, to be spearfish, I know on the road and line they're catching them, but uh, to, spe to spear them is another story. It's another story. Um, yeah, and then after you can work out some uh, sandy patches for uh, flatties. Um, but you need to adapt. You need to change the style. You need. Oh, wow, that's amazing. I've I've never I've done a little bit of fly fishing, and when I say a little bit of fly fishing, I mean 
a tiny bit and it doesn't really excite me but i have to say during the summer i've got to come down and have a go <laughs> i love i love my swimming and and I suppose I love everything different and that is a different different type of sport completely out there. It's just, I suppose it's natural for you when you grow up, but for me it's just completely <laughs> to the side. Well, on top, you know, on top of the, the fish, um, there's also like all the, the crustaceans and uh, the shellfish and stuff like that to find yeah. uh, and also seaweed, uh, seaweed foraging. Uh, that you don't think, but yeah, yeah, some stuff you can eat. It's almost seaweed you can eat. So um, it's a very large, um, I would say, like a fridge. <laughs> would, yeah, what, so, what do you like to eat? What's if you get out and get to find something? What is your go-to thing? If you think, oh yeah, taking that home definitely. Um, I would definitely take some scallops if I'm uh, near some scallop ground, um, but even a nice, um, a nice, a nice Polak is still, still doing the work. So uh, it's really, um, what to say that is, doesn't matter. I, I grab what I can. Well, it's not, it's not what I can. It's more like a, what I, uh, you know, they, sometimes you see a lot of fish with just like, a, just at the legal size and everything. And, um, uh, I just, I just think as an experienced diver, I can't, uh, can't allow myself to, to go for this kind of fish. Um, uh, you know, I prefer to target larger fish. So maybe sometimes I'm going to come back with no fish because I, I, I made the choice to not shoot. Um, yeah. Because in the in the UK you, um, in the UK you can you can do that. You can allow yourself to. No, I'm not shooting what I see, but I'm shooting what I choose. Um, so, so it's really, yeah, you need, just keep, keep yourself uh, humble and uh, not, not trying to, to shoot everything. So, I've got a, a friend who I've done uh, a podcast with. Um, he's he's a, a big, a big fly fisherman. And okay. he he says to me, you know, I go out, and he said, if I catch one fish, he said, I'm happy. I can go home after that. It's not it's not a case about the numbers. It's just a case of that one great fish, and 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 that'll do me. And it's a great. I oh, think yeah. it's a great philosophy to have. I really do. And I think a lot of people need to adopt that philosophy because well, it's 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 basically just a, a catch what you eat. If you're yeah. not going to eat it. Um, like I've got two boys and uh, what I'm telling them, you know, sometimes they saw me when we go road and line fishing and on the boat and then they saw me uh, putting back some fish in, in the water and they say, well, why are you putting it back? Say, are, we, are you going to eat that fish? They say, oh no, we're not going to. So we're not killing what we're not eating. So it, it's just, you know, it's just uh, my, my view on, I'm not killing fish uh, just to, to do a picture, no, this, I know the fish going to be not the, the, the meat and the fish in general, not going to be wasted. Um, so, so, so yeah, it's, I think is uh, something I try to pass on to them, but yeah. pass on as well into my, my clients, uh, coming to the course and uh, also into my, uh, my, my friends. And now, uh, I am the chairman of the, um, uh, X club spearfishing. Um, so also through our members, so we're gonna, I'm gonna try to pass on that kind of mentality and uh, like yeah, promote it. Definitely should, you know, people need to take more of a leaf out of that sort of book and 
we'd get a lot but we'd get a lot better on we'd get a lot better results out of our our stocks and we'd get a lot better press from it, people who aren't into it you know it's it's it'd be a win-win all round really oh yeah but you you still have uh, you still have people who don't understand um oh, yeah. you know they they um we we got a, a lot of uh, haters on social media because we're gonna shot a, shoot a bus of uh, three, four, five kilo, and they saying, "Oh, they are the large breeder, blah blah blah." And and then on the other side, you got a troller. We're gonna scoop like two two thousand two two hundred tons of uh, of bass on one on the other side, and and it's the same people are gonna go to the shop and buy that fish from the troller. And you want to say, well, probably my one kill. Uh, didn't affect much, but the two ton, two hundred tons of fish being scooped out of the water, that's going to affect on the stock. Hundred percent. So it's a continuous uh, fight against the uh, against the big industry, unfortunately. So um, it's a long, long and hard fight uh, we we're doing, but to try to promote. So hopefully through clubs and and uh, like the spearfishing community growing. We're gonna to try to show people that uh, we're not uh, we're not the the killer of the sea, you know. Because uh, yeah. how many times when walking out of the water, I had people like coming to me and like uh, having a go at me, saying, "Oh, you are the killer! You are a killer!" I'm just like, well, yeah. If you want to see it that that way, fine. But uh, yeah. I think it's it's wrong. You don't. It's just you don't you don't realize what I'm doing. How many hours I spend at sea. And how many how many fish I'm catching? You know, yeah. Like in the in the UK, I'm catching quite a, I would say a reasonable uh, amount of fish. But like in in the south of France, probably I was catching fish every five or six dives. So it's how many hours I spend at sea for two or three fish? You know, <laughs> yeah. So so it's just uh, it, it just yeah it just uh, I find it crazy to 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 point at Spiros for killing everything when um, when I think uh, there's a, the other fishing methods that are less, less or worse into yeah. the into the killing, you know. Yeah, like we um, said, catch what you know, eat what you catch sort of thing and you know that's gotta be a lot better than than, than hauling tons and tons of, of fish out for yeah, exactly. the sake of it. Uh, you know I, I I'm I know some uh, rod and line fishermen, but the commercial rod and line fishermen, and I have so much respect for them. You know, they they're out at sea every single day with their rod and line, catching a few, few hundreds of fish. But you know, they they selected they they're selective in the, in their catch as well, like like we are, and we're probably even more selective because we're seeing what you should you see what you should. So, uh, you know, you're not going to arm even just a little by a hook in the mouth. But even these guys, I am a lot of respect for these guys. So it's, it's um, yeah, it's a long fight. It's yeah. a long fight. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. That's, um, that's been absolutely brilliant, mate. Thank you very much for doing this again. Like I said, it's been... Uh, it was, um, <laughs> no worries. Great. My pleasure. So a big thank you to uh, Maxim. Um, about for doing this episode um, he didn't have to take his time out um, from his family to sit there and talk to me um, so I hope you enjoyed that um, don't forget to subscribe and push the little bell button and uh, apart from that stay safe and catch you later